More than 50 years ago, a freedom fighter from Denmark took on the deep state and its United Nations apparatus, and he paid with his life. You need to know the story. Stay tuned and I'll tell you more. Hey everybody, Alex Newman here. Welcome to another episode of Behind the Deep State. Thank you so much for tuning in. I came across this incredible story about uh, a whistleblower, a freedom fighter who took on the monstrous United Nations and the communist control of the United Nations and and almost certainly was murdered for his heroic stand. Uh, I want to share this story with you today. It's been largely forgotten by official historians. You won't find them in the history textbooks, but uh, it's just, it's such a, a tragic story and yet such a moving story at the same time that I wanted to share it with you. We've done a lot of work here at The New American on this show here behind the deep state on Conversations That Matter and on many other uh, platforms about the many whistleblowers who've come out of the United Nations and tried to expose that cesspool of corruption and filth and lawlessness and child rape. I mean, you you almost can't get worse than the United Nations. Uh, top officials from the UN have estimated that over the last decade, based on the UN's own data, the UN's own numbers, more than 60,000 women and children have been raped. And the UN has a bad habit of basically terrorizing, demonizing, firing, and even threatening the whistleblowers instead of the people actually doing the crimes, the child rapists, the, the embezzlers, the thieves, the liars. Uh, and this is not a new phenomenon, folks, at the UN. I want to tell you about Pavel Bang Jensen. Uh, he was a, a leading UN official. He's from Denmark. Uh, he actually had a long history of standing up for freedom. Uh, when the Nazis invaded his homeland, he helped set up the government in exile. Um, he uh, he resisted very valiantly the Nazi occupation of his homeland. And after the war, he ended up as a, as a senior official at the UN. And uh, the story is just so incredible, folks. Uh, one of his assignments was to lead and work on this uh, commission that was investigating Soviet atrocities in Hungary. And uh, for those of you who don't remember, the Soviet Union was absolutely barbaric when they uh, steamrollered into Hungary to put down an anti-communist rebellion. Um, and, uh, and that story is just, uh, it, it's tragic in and of itself. In fact, the U.S. government helped to kind of bring that along. And uh, I'll tell you a little bit about that in a moment. But uh, so the UN uh, ostensibly set up a committee to help look into this. It was called the UN Special Committee on the Problem of Hungary. Uh, and it was supposed to investigate the savagery that the Soviets used in shutting down that uh, uprising in Hungary in 1956. And so uh, Pavel Bang Jensen was uh, leading and working on this commission. And uh, there were a lot of witnesses that wanted to testify. But, of course, those witnesses were very concerned about their family back in Hungary. If the Soviets found out that they had testified in this committee, they knew that their friends, their family would be tortured, might be executed. And, uh, you know, so they obviously had uh, very real concerns. And so they insisted on anonymity to be able to testify. And uh, Bang Jensen actually got permission from the highest levels of the United Nations to uh, protect their anonymity. And one of the things that the witnesses insisted on was that Dag Hammarskjöld, the Secretary General of the UN at that time, never be allowed to find out who they were. He knew something was uh, very, very suspicious with uh, Dag Hammarskjöld. He didn't know exactly what, but uh, the witnesses were very concerned that he would find out. So. Uh, even uh, U.S. authorities, there were serious concerns. In fact, the U.S. government had sent radio broadcasts into Hungary convincing the freedom fighters there that uh, the U.S. government would step in and support them if they rose up against their barbaric Soviet and communist oppressors. And, of course, when they actually uh, rose up and tried to throw off this communist tyranny, 
the U.S. government not only did not help, not only did not promise uh, fulfill their promise to help, they actually did everything possible to help the Soviets crush that rebellion. In fact, they even blocked weapons shipments to the anti-communists in Hungary. Uh, that tells you a little bit about what was going on in the U.S. government at that time. And in the end, the Soviet tanks just rolled in there. They squashed the uprising. They murdered people. They terrorized people. And uh, Stalin was able to uh, maintain total control over Hungary. So uh, Bang Jensen was on this uh, committee. And they were collecting testimony, and they were supposed to come up with a report about these horrors. And uh, the report was supposed to go to the General Assembly, a, a dictator's club, if there ever was one, so that they could at least find out what had actually happened in Hungary. Well, at every step of the investigation, Bang Jensen said there were people very obviously trying to sabotage the operation in every possible way. They were, they were using Soviet guards for the hearings, right? Talk about uh, intimidating the witnesses, right? Uh, they, they call them UN guards, but really they're, they're Soviets uh, working for the UN. And of course, they all work for their masters back in Moscow. So uh, they, they were uh, changing uh, rooms, I mean, every, everything they could do. They were, they were actually changing testimony in the official reports to, to block out things that would have been especially harmful to the Soviet Union. Uh, in every way, they were sabotaging the, uh, the investigation. So Bang Jensen tried to raise these concerns with his superiors. He went all the way up to the very top. Uh, he actually wrote a, a memo to Dag Hammarskjöld, the head of the UN, and he said uh, sabotage of various kinds has gone on from the very beginning. Uh, he said some of these efforts were extremely clumsy, and yet Hammarskjöld was not interested in the slightest. In fact, he ordered Bang Jensen to shut his mouth and keep playing along with the farce. Well... He was eventually ordered to hand over the names of the 81 Hungarian witnesses who had testified about this barbarism and uh, being a man of his word, understanding the, the mortal danger that that would put these people and their family and friends in, said, no, I'm not going to do that. In fact, he was so serious, he burned the list of witnesses just to make sure there was no possible way that they could end up with those documents. And for that, uh, they began terrorizing him. Uh, they, they started uh, smearing him in the press. They started saying nasty things about him. Uh, and he actually started warning uh, that uh, e even the American delegations and the American government was infiltrated by the Soviet Union. In fact, Bang Jensen warned of a high-ranking American serving within the UN who was passing very sensitive intelligence on to Moscow. U.S. intelligence was being passed on to communists. Well, uh, according to an article in Newsweek, when Bang Jensen passed this information along uh, through U.S. channels, it was put in writing, even though they had promised uh, the Soviet defectors and the Soviet sources had said, please don't put it in writing. Uh, they, they put that in writing. And that, of course, made its way back to the American who was passing that intelligence on. And uh, the Soviet diplomat that had been blowing the whistle and trying to pass this information to the Americans and trying to defect was quickly shipped back to the USSR. He disappeared. Nobody knows officially at least what happened to him. So Bang Jensen felt terribly guilty about this. And uh, he did not want that to happen again, especially with these witnesses who had put their lives and risked their families for this. He knew that if that information got out within the UN, even at the highest levels, was totally infiltrated by spies, terrorists, communists, uh, that it would be a death sentence for many of the family members of those witnesses. So he tried his best to uh, keep that information secret uh, for obvious reasons. And uh, that ended up costing him everything. Okay. Uh, that ended up, uh, first of all, he lost his job uh, in violation of the UN's own policies. They actually escorted him out of his office under armed guard, exactly the same thing they did to Anders Kompis, the Swedish diplomat who uh, tried to expose the rape of children by UN 
peace troops in the Central African Republic. They literally marched him out of his office under armed guard as if he was some kind of criminal. They did the same thing to Bang Jensen back in 1957. In July of 1958, he was officially fired, and uh, the whole UN apparatus went into cover-up mode. They started leaking information to the press. They started saying he was a lunatic, that he was a homosexual, that he was too emotional, uh, anything they could think of to smear him. Uh, and uh, you know, he believed they were actually trying to drive him out of his mind. And it seems like that's what they were trying to do. Uh, he got uh, very, very concerned about this, and he uh, actually started fearing for his own life. He sent out uh, letters to his friends and to his family saying, look, I would never, ever commit suicide. It's against my religion. It's against my most deeply held views. I would never commit suicide. Uh, finally, the U.N. forced him to go see uh, a shrink. Even the UN's own shrink said this guy's got a perfect bill of health. Quit, quit, uh, you know, calling him a lunatic. He's not a lunatic. So the UN then started organizing these pseudo investigations. They put together these uh, pathetic kangaroo panels and committees, just like they do today with whistleblowers filled with communists, uh, communist agents, communist sympathizers uh, aimed at demonizing Bang Jensen. Uh, they didn't give him the documents or his lawyer, the documents they needed to defend himself. Uh, they charged him with insubordination for failing to hand over the list of these uh, these witnesses. Uh, they called him mentally ill. They published all sorts of libelous smears in the newspaper about him. And uh, this is a man who was trying to do the right thing, folks. Uh, but he knew, and uh, the information he was getting uh, was that the UN and the US State Department and the CIA and other US bureaucracies were filled with communist agents working for Moscow. Uh, which, you know, we've done episodes on this before. Of course, the, the terrorist regime in Moscow was brought to power with help from very powerful Americans. Uh, Anthony Sutton's book, Wall Street and the Bolshevik Revolution, breaks that all down. So when you realize we've got a, a deep state here that is simply evil to the core, and this man stood up against them, and so they went after him. And to give you a sense of just how uh, corrupt and how penetrated all these institutions were by communists, don't forget Alger Hiss, right? The U.S. State Department official who uh, chaired the conference that wrote the U.N. Charter, then went on to lead the U.N., uh, we actually prosecuted him, and he was proven in a court of law to have been a communist agent. He was convicted of perjury for lying about that. But uh, Bang Jensen tried to sound the alarm, and he was uh, unsuccessful because of all the deep state's attacks. Now, eventually, he, quote-unquote, committed suicide, even though he had warned everybody he would not commit suicide. He was found dead in a park in uh, Queens County in New York on November 26, 1959, with a gunshot wound to the head. And the official cause of death was ruled to be a suicide, and yet the evidence is overwhelming that this was not a suicide. I'm quoting here from his letter that he sent to his friends. He said, under no circumstances whatsoever will I ever commit suicide. Uh, he, he did say, you know, I don't want to sound hysterical, but uh, his wife had been concerned, so he just wanted to make sure everybody understood he would not kill himself. He said, this would be completely contrary to my whole nature and to my religious convictions. He said, if any note was found to the opposite effect in my handwriting, it would be fake. And yet a fake note was found where he supposedly explained why he was committing suicide. Do you think he changed his religion? Do you think he changed his whole nature so that he could commit suicide? Folks, don't be ridiculous. This man was killed. He was murdered. And how exactly they did it, we don't know. But uh, it's very clear that it was a murder. Uh, one of the interesting facts here is that the bullet wound was to his right temple and he was left-handed. Hmm. 
interesting. Never heard of a uh, left-handed person using a gun with their right hand. That'd be very weird. So there's been a number of theories that have come out over the years. That did Soviet agents murder him and just arrange it to look like a, a suicide? Uh, did they drug him or hypnotize him and get him to, to, to murder himself? Did they threaten his family or something uh, and force him to kill himself? And, we, and we, at this point, we'll probably never know. Uh, his body was actually cremated just three days after he died. And so we don't know whether there were any uh, psychotropic substances in his bloodstream. But uh, there was an incredible uh, investigation and examination of the evidence that actually appeared in a predecessor to the New American Magazine. It appeared in May of 1960 in American Opinion, which was one of the predecessor publications of the New American. Uh, Incredible, incredible uh, piece. It was called The Bang Jensen Tragedy, a review based on the official records. I, I can't encourage you to read this highly enough. Uh, all members of the John Birch Society can access this for free. It's it's available to members, and even non-members can get it for $5, uh, downloading it in the archives over at shopjbs.org. But um, truly a, a, an incredible story, and uh, thanks to Epstein, Uh, for bringing it out. Uh, He served in the Office of War Information. He was a research associate at the Hoover Institution on War, Revolution, and Peace. Uh, He also wrote for National Review, Human Events, and a lot of different European newspapers. He also was the first uh, serious scholar to tackle and and write an in-depth study on Operation Keelhaul after the end of World War II, where Eisenhower, yes, that Eisenhower, the president, uh, rounded up millions of refugees from the Soviet Union, fleeing from communism, many of whom, incidentally, had helped America in World War II, and sent them back to that butcher, to that monster, Joseph Stalin, so that they could be tortured, executed and murdered. Unbelievable, folks. So we can thank Epstein for getting that uh, information out. He also, uh, Epstein was also one of the key people exposing the Katyn Forest Massacre, where over 20,000 Polish patriots were murdered by the Soviet military in one of the most monstrous war crimes imaginable. Um, And uh, this is what Epstein said. He said that one of the mysteries still not solved, there's literal probability that it ever will be solved, concerns the question, did Bang Jensen commit suicide or was he murdered? This question cannot be answered until we know where he was and what he did during the 30 to 48 hours before his body was found in the park near his home at Lake Success in New York. Why did he not contact his wife during those hours? Was he kidnapped, put under some drug like scopolamine or perhaps hypnosis? Was he forced under such circumstances to write the suicide note later found in his pocket? These possibilities cannot be dismissed lightly. But he said there's one strong indication that the death of Paul Bang Jensen was not brought about by suicide. Under normal conditions, we should assume that Paul Bang Jensen, having solemnly excluded the possibility of suicide, would have referred to this memorandum in his final suicide note if he ever felt himself forced to change his mind, because he must have known very well that his friends would immediately suspect foul play if his body was found with a suicide note penned in his own handwriting. They would rightly suspect foul play because he had so carefully warned them against such an occurrence. Seems pretty obvious, folks, right? And yet uh, they didn't think to ask this. Now, the U.S. Senate, uh, the U.S. Senate Committee on uh, Internal Security, a subcommittee, did end up looking at this evidence, and they did point to uh, very serious evidence suggesting that this was not a suicide, but rather a murder. Um, they said that uh, Jensen, Bang Jensen, may have been the victim of political murder dressed up as suicide. And I'm quoting here from their subcommittee report: "There are too many solid arguments against suicide, too many unanswered questions." too many serious reasons for suspecting Soviet manipulation and the possibility of Soviet implication. Okay, that was from the U.S. Senate Subcommittee on Internal Security. Uh, The document suggested that the Soviet secret police may have been involved. Uh, They may have very well decided to take Bang Jensen in for the purpose of finding out what contacts he had, how much he knew, and how much he had already told American authorities. 
If Bang Jensen was taken into custody for such an interrogation, his liquidation would have been the inevitable sequel. Okay, uh, pretty obvious that this was not a suicide, folks. It's tragic. And um, I, I wanted to share this with you guys because uh, it, it's such a tragic story. You know, there have been so many heroes who have stood up uh, against the deep state over the years, whether that be the communist arm of the deep state or the officially non-communist arm of the deep state. Right. Uh, in his book, uh, Tragedy and Hope, uh, uh, Carol Quigley explained very clearly that uh, this roundtable group, they have no aversion to co cooperating with communists, and they frequently do so. Right. Uh, and, and so many people have paid the ultimate price in resisting this evil. And Bang Jensen is one of those. And today, when U.N. whistleblowers are being fired and terrorized and smeared in the news, I thought it was important to, to just bring this back out and uh, and remind everybody that uh, there are some great people who have literally given their lives to try to expose these people, to try to do what was right, and um, to try to sound the alarm so that people could understand what evil was going on. Uh, the psychiatrist who examined uh, Pavel Bang Jensen ended up telling the Chicago Tribune, he said, I have difficulty believing it was a suicide. It was not in his makeup. Um, and uh, again, that's the, the psychiatrist who examined him. Um, he said uh, that uh, Bang Jensen was possibly the most intelligent man I ever met. And um, he could very well believe that there was dirty work behind his death. So a uh, very sad story, folks, but uh, a true hero who uh, unfortunately is not very well remembered today, but should be Pavel Bang Jensen a freedom fighter who stood up to the Nazis, who stood up to the communists, and who really should be a, a role model to Americans and to freedom fighters all over the world to this day. You've got to do the right thing, even if it's hard, even if there are consequences. Uh, and folks, I think this tells you a little bit of something about the United Nations as well. Uh, there never was a time when the UN was a good organization. You, you hear a lot that, oh, the UN is broken now, or the UN has been taken over by evil people. Folks, this has been true from the very beginning. Okay, The UN... Uh, is a cesspool of evil and corruption, and it is uh, very clearly an arm of the deep state that is so dangerous. Uh, the globalists right now are working on turning it into a one-world government, and yet for over 50 years, this is the kind of behavior we have seen from the highest echelons of this organization. That's all we have time for today, folks. Thank you for tuning in. My name is Alex Newman. This is Behind the Deep State for the New American Magazine. Please go to thenewamerican.com, subscribe to the print magazine if you are not subscribed yet. And stay tuned. We'll be back more with more next week. Thanks again, and God bless you all. If you enjoyed this video, please make sure to subscribe, hit like, hit that little bell so that you'll be notified whenever we post new videos. And also, please make sure to share this video with your friends. Email is a great way to do it. Remember, there are powerful forces working to steal our freedom and destroy our country. We need to work together, expose those behind the deep state. Otherwise, you can kiss your liberties goodbye.